Hey, what is good, fam? It's Kyle Henderson of BamaInsider.com. Thank you very much for joining me tonight on the BamaInsider.com call-in show. Update the phone book, 205-850-0883. I'll take your calls tonight. Um, we got Tyler back in the booth taking your calls, so definitely uh, call in, and I'll get your questions regarding Alabama Crimson Tide football. I think overall, um, I mean, it, it's, it's finally that time. It's finally our chance to see what this team is capable of. I mean, there's been so much preseason hype on the Alabama Crimson Tide with all the guys coming back on the offensive side of the ball. And um, I, I think as we've continued to discuss, I mean, a, a lot of it is going to be on the defense, the defensive improvements going into this season. Obviously, that has been um, the weak spot for this program over the last couple of years. Um, I, and I want to get your take on that. So um, give me a call tonight. Uh, 205-850-0883. Remember, all Super Chats tonight go to the host, Kyle Henderson, so I appreciate it. Bombs, already doing work on the show. I appreciate it. Hey, Bombs, I got something special for you, too, um, as uh, the Super Chat. Thank you. You're, you're just climbing the boards and recently uh, a new addition into the um, Club 100, but I, I updated our Super Chat Hall of Honor. And uh, here you go. So, uh, Bombs, I got you a couple of Mojicons on there as you jumped into Club 100. Randall Williams up at the top, 175. Tony Hill, 125. Um, super Chats tonight. Uh, come to the host. And if you can't Super Chat, hey, a simple thumbs up certainly goes a long way. And we appreciate it. Can't forget about um, the Loyalty Club. Hit the join button at the bottom of this video. Touchdown Club, Loyalty Club on the right. Um, everybody, we appreciate all the support right here on BamiInsider.com. Wanted to open up the show and um, really uh, extend our uh, prayers, thoughts and prayers for the people of Southern Alabama. I know um, it's such a beautiful beautiful part of the country, and I know Hurricane Sally has uh, done a lot of damage in that particular area, and um, you know our, our thoughts and prayers are um, with you tonight. So um, I, I will definitely take your calls, and um, I think we have our first call of the night um, coming in in just a second. And... Um, We'll take that in, uh, in just a minute. But um, post your questions. You can also post your questions in the comment box. Big week, Alabama and Missouri next Saturday. Finally got some football, and I got some special news coming your way regarding our coverage next week, uh, which I'm really excited about. Um, we'll have something for you guys. Um, and, I, and I'm eager to finally get into this football season. You know, I, I think there's been so much about this team. How good is this team going to be? And and I think it all revolves around, um, you know, there, there's so much talk about the, the offensive play, right? The Is Mac Jones, how good is he going to be? This coming season, what should we expect, um, you know, from from Bryce Young going into this season? And um, let's uh, let's take our first call of the night and um, we'll we'll get to it. Hey, what's going on? You're on the line with Kyle Henderson, who I'm aligned them with and where are you calling in from? Hey, what's going on? You're on the line with Kyle Henderson, who I'm on the line with and where are you calling in from? Uh, Hunter from Alabama. Hey, what's up, Hunter? Appreciate you calling in. Hey, can you turn in your audio? Turn down your audio in the background, please. Yeah, give me just a second. All right, go ahead, man. Uh, there we go. All right, Hunter. Hey, um, go ahead. Have you heard anything about uh, Chris Braswell? Uh, I haven't heard much about him, and I don't know how he's progressing in the program. Uh, uh, have you heard anything? Yeah, I think when you look at the outside linebackers, uh, you have several very talented freshman linebackers um, that are within that category. Obviously, we've all heard about the progress that William Anderson has been uh, making this fall training camp. And he's, uh, you know, really even exceeded my expectations. I mean, from what I gathered this past Saturday, he had a fantastic um, performance and and really is the guy uh, to come off the bench probably first after uh, Chris Allen and Ben Davis. Um, I think when you look at um, Drew Sanders, he's another guy that's very talented. I heard he was actually getting reps at that inside linebacker position, which is very interesting to think about. And then you also have um, other guys, um, Chris Broswell, uh, Demoy Kennedy, um, coming along, and I and I've had I've heard good things about Broswell. I think I think um, Alabama sent us a couple photos of him earlier today. So it, when I talk about these freshmen, and you don't hear um, a lot of waves about these freshmen, I mean, don't write these guys off just yet. I mean, it's it's going to take some time for these guys to get acclimated. Even some of the the guys who we're talking about in fall training camp. I mean, how good are they going to be in game like situations? Um, I think that's something that is yet to be said for all of these guys, including William Anderson, who's probably the freshman MVP um, early on. So um, heard good things about Broswell, not as much as, as some of those other guys, but that's nothing uh, bad to be worried about. What else you got, Hunter? Appreciate it. Well, I watched, um, I, I was able to see Demoy Kennedy play uh, when, while he was in high school. 
And um, I thought even in high school, even though he's a very talented player, I thought he needed some more development. And I thought with him getting to Alabama and playing against those guys, kind of iron sharpening iron there, would help. Um, other question I got, do you think Mechie will be, will be behind Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddell at the wide receiver position? Or do you see a guy like Xavier Williams uh, stepping into that other into that other spot? No, no, no. I, I think when it when you look at the wide receivers, I think the first three are absolutely set. So you have Devontae Smith, um, you have Jalen Waddle, and I think you have John Mechie. I mean, those are your first three wide receivers. And I think from there on, um, you're going to have um, you know, that that fourth wide receiver receiver position we've talked about it and um i think it could be javon baker i think it could be xavier williams i think it could be slade bolden i think a lot of those guys have what it takes to get onto the field this particular year um i'm curious to see um how alabama uses jahil billingsley he's a tight end kind of used as a hybrid um type player and i think he's going to be very productive i know he had a good um scrimmage performance this past saturday I believe he got a touchdown um but but i think that fourth wide receiver is the is the part that you should be kind of uh, more curious about as we go into the season there's Xavier Williams he actually wears number three right now just notate that he was number nine last year um I think he's very talented but you know any of those guys can really step up but I think the first three really set at the wide wide receiver position um can't even imagine um what, it, what how good Patrick Sertan should be right on the defensive side of the ball having to do with Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle and John Mechie all fall training camp anything else Hunter well uh let me say this I remember the Duke game in the opening game last year uh, Jahal Billingsley got uh, they got to play for like three series in a row, like th- uh, three three plays in a row. And something that jumped off the page to me is watching him play was that one he got one play to where he got the ball in open space, and he's surprisingly fast for a guy to his size. I mean, we didn't get to see a lot of him, but I think he has some really good potential to be to be uh, the next. Uh, you know, Irv Smith or OJ Howard. I think I think he needs some a little bit more development, maybe. But in that game, he he seemed to be a pretty fast kid. Yeah, I, I think absolutely. I mean, when you look at a player like Jahil Billingsley, um, you're going to get some B-roll here of him just in a second. So you have your upperclassmen tight ends. You got Miller Forrestal. You got Major Tennyson. Um, this is some old B-roll. Obviously, you don't forget about Cameron Latou right there, number 81. Um, he he's had an exceptional fall training camp. But Billingsley right there, number 19. I think he can be used as a as a hybrid type, um, a guy that can be even split out on the wide receiver front just because of his size, um, six foot five, probably 230 pounds. So he's not a, a bigger tight end and I think he can um, get molded into a bigger tight end here he is again number 19 Um, but I think he has exceptional hands and I think he's a guy that Alabama could certainly utilize Um, Hunter we're going to run to our next call but thank you so much and uh, we appreciate you calling in thank you Uh, thank you all right we got our next caller uh, Christian from Florida uh, wants to talk about the quarterback situation hey Christian thank you very much you're on the line with Kyle Henderson appreciate it how's uh, you staying safe in Florida Yes, sir. First off, roll tide to you and everything. I'm really looking forward to this uh, football season. And, uh, yeah, I, I do want to talk about the quarterback situation. I mean, I think everyone, uh, you know, and, and I'll bring this up, two things I think I'm looking for for Alabama this year. First off, obviously the quarterback battle between uh, the five-star freshman phenom guy and Bryce Young, who has a lot of potential, obviously, and Mac Jones. And then – I'm also looking to see how the defense improves, considering they played a lot of young guys last year. Uh, you know, it, it has to get better, in my opinion. But, you know, getting to that quarterback situation, uh, I like what I've seen from Bryce Young in practice. I like what I've seen from uh, Mac Jones in practice. Of course, you guys are always putting up footage and everything. Uh, here's how I feel about it, though. I want to see Bryce Young be a freshman. And, and light it up in college football for Alabama and everything. But, man, Mac Jones, I think, is deserving of the opportunity to be the starter for Alabama. This this is a quarterback who sat behind Tua Tagovailoa. This is a quarterback who sat behind Jalen Hurts. These are two really good quarterbacks that have a lot of potential in the NFL. He, I mean, and you saw what he did against Auburn. I don't care if Bama lost that game or not. It wasn't because of Matt Jones. It was because of the defense. 
And, you know, look at how great Auburn's defensive line was with Marlon Davidson and Derrick Brown. Uh, Mac Jones proved himself and handled those guys pretty well. He put 45 points up. I mean, he put up two numbers on a really good Auburn defense. And I like what I've seen and, uh, you know, have read about these guys and, and practiced this offseason. And I really think that Mac Jones has a lot of great potential in, in him. And uh, I really think that, from my understanding, the team trusts him, the receivers and running backs uh, like Mac Jones. And, uh, you know, I, I really think he's the guy that could win us the title this year. Yeah, well, first of all, I'm glad everyone is safe. And I, I think I've been getting some feedback in the comment mm -hmm. box. It looks like um, the stream might be cutting out for some people. I'm not sure if that's because of the weather. Um, I hope that the stream is coming in good um, for everybody. I know that, you know, depending on the weather, you know, people could be experiencing <clears throat> different things. I'm glad you're safe, uh, Christian. As we look at the quarterback situation, I think you bring up some great points regarding the quarterback uh, situation. And I think a lot of people want to somehow – uh, create a quarterback controversy, right? They're they're kind of reverting back to when you had uh, Jalen right. and Tua Tungvaluwa. I don't think that's the case at all this year. I think the situation is clear. You have Mac Jones, who's the clear veteran, uh, the guy who did a fantastic job in a very difficult situation last year with Tua Tungvaluwa suffering the injury. I thought when he came in, he showed guts. He showed moxie. Um, he showed a lot of character and he showed a lot of strength. I mean, talk about um, go, that Auburn defense was ferocious, right? Wasn't there a game? That was the game oh, where yeah. he chipped a tooth. And what happens when, um, you know, they they crushed him on the sideline, popped right back up. So um, I, I'm not sure why there's a camp that's not excited about him coming back. I think a lot of people get fixated on the fact that, um, you know, Auburn beat Alabama and they kind of point the blame to him. I mean, where you, you could point the blame to a lot of people, including Nick Saban, right, last year. I think, you know, that right. was just a difficult game, and it's always going to be a difficult game. It's going to be a difficult game this year. Um, and I think when, Absolutely. You have, when you have Mac Jones coming back, I think he displays some leadership, and he's not a perfect quarterback by any means, but I think with any of these quarterbacks, it's almost like a plug-and-play. I mean, you look at the offensive line, very talented. You look at the wide receivers, best wide receivers in the country. You look at Najee Harris. He's calling it the campaign season. That's not just a metaphor. I mean, I mean, he he's trying to literally win the Heisman Trophy this year. He's trying, yeah, and yeah. That's another thing too is uh, Najee Harris coming back because look at what Tua did. I mean, and you can't blame him. I mean, he had Rugs, he had Jerry Judy. Najee got some playing time, but he didn't get the time he wanted to. And he's saying, I need to run the football more, and I need to have you know my time with my team. And you know, so I mean, I also think that we can maybe see Alabama get back to running the football more this year too. Yeah, I think that's a great point, and I, I would agree with you. I, I wanted to talk about Bryce Young real quick. Um, I mean, everything that we've okay. heard from him, I mean, yeah, you're right. He is a freshman. I think coming in, especially with no spring game, I mean, it's really been remarkable to see that the progress that he has made. Of course, nobody has seen him besides the coaches and, um, you know, the people who that have been able to see the scrimmage, but everything that we gather, um, he's doing a great job, and I think he's going to absolutely be game-ready against Missouri. He's going to play in that game. I think when I was – um, during the summertime, I was kind of skeptical about if he would play, how many freshmen would play. But I think what's happened during this right. long fall training camp is it's allowed everybody, um, you know, a, a good amount of time, nearly three weeks of practice going against the Alabama ones, going against the Alabama twos to get ready for an SEC conference game. Um, I think the SEC schedule is going to be an absolute grind for everybody. Um, but I think Alabama has enough enough depth to really get past this gauntlet of a schedule. I can't wait to see um, Alabama playing uh, the top competition every single week. I think Bryce Young, he's going to be a freshman. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to wow you. He's going to be that guy that everybody is quickly to fall in love with. And um, I, I think with right. his escapability and his ability to extend plays and, you know, having that magic, I think he's going to shine when it comes his time. But I think Alabama fans should know that the offense will be just fine with Mac Jones taking controls in week one. What, what else you got, Christian? Uh, that's pretty much it, man. Just looking forward to the season. Thank you for taking my call. And uh, real quick, roll side roll. Yeah, I appreciate it, buddy. Thank you so much. Stay safe. All right, we're going Thanks. to uh, move to our next caller. Uh, we got Michael from Virginia. Um, and uh, he's got. he also wants to talk about uh, the quarterback situation, and we're going to bring him on right now. Hey, Michael, appreciate it. Thank you very much for calling. Um, hope you're doing well in Virginia tonight. Yes, sir. Thank you, Kyle. Uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, so uh, my main question is about the running back, but real quick, talking about what Christian was talking about there for a second, he 
he's talking about how he thinks um, Mac Jones, you know, he has the backup, the experience. He played behind really good quarterbacks in a good system. So my one question for you real quick, not my main question, just a small question. Do you think, I kind of feel like Mac Jones may not have that itch factor. If you look back to the great quarterbacks of college football, maybe like Johnny Manziel during his prime, Tim Tebow, Cam Newton, even Tua, for instance, they have that itch factor where it's like a, you know, it's not something you can see. It's not a stat. It's not like an ability. It's not quickness, not agility, not throw power. It's just they, they in clutch situations and need like diehard situations, they execute and do it flawlessly. I think Mac Jones kind of had that and kind of was the downfall right there. I mean, if you look at the Auburn game, for instance, yes, he did well. And yes, I think it was mainly our defense's fault. But what about the situation where he threw two, two uh, pick sixes where, let's be honest, mo- they were both his fault pretty much. I mean, maybe one of them you could say was maybe not, but it, one of them was just – and yes, he played good, but he still had a ton of mistakes. Do you think that he may lack that it factor? Or do you think it's just a uh, maybe he has it, but he hasn't seen it yet? What do you think about that? I think I think that's a great question, and that's something that I'm curious to see. And, and that'll, he'll have an opportunity to do that here pretty soon because I think a lot of people are asking that question. I'm glad you brought it up. Like, does he have the it factor? Can this guy get the job done when the lights are on against another high quality opponent? Um, you know, against Auburn, that was his time to prove that. And I think um, a lot of people want to point the blame at Mac Jones again. I don't think that's the right thing to do. But I'm with you. Like, does he have it? Does he have enough ability to really get the job done? And he can prove that early on in the season because look who Alabama has. They got Texas A&M. They got Georgia. They got Ole Miss. You know, Lane Kiffin has some tricks up his sleeve. Um, I think that with Mac Jones, um, you know, you know, people are going to ask that all season long. But, you know, this is his team. And I'm kind of in the camp to where how can he fail with the offensive firepower that he has? How can he fail with Alex Leatherwood at tackle, with Evan Neal at tackle, with Landon Dickerson at center? I mean, the the line that he has, Najee Harris in the backfield, I mean, I, I'm I'm serious. Like, any, any of these quarterbacks I feel could get the job done. Um, when you look at that Auburn game, um, it seems like we, we're going to talk about that until there's an, another game going on. He didn't, in, in my opinion, that first pick that he threw, um, he was underthrown, and, and that in my opinion, that was because of lack of arm strength, um, kind of coasted it in and it was a pick six. Um, the other one, I mean, you have, what was it? First and goal and you're feeding Najee Harris at the one and, uh, you decide to throw some sort of a rollout or whatever it was. And it was a pick six bounce off Najee. Um, I don't know if that was necessarily on him. Um, but we'll see if he has the it factor and if he can get it done. And I think that, uh, you know, Bryce Young is certainly going to have that opportunity as, as well to prove if he can get it done. I can't wait to see this young man play. And I'm talking about Bryce. Um, this is an opportunity for him to really shine in that first SEC game. I'm curious to see how much he gets playing time. What else is on your mind, Michael? Appreciate it. Yeah. So, um, one thing that I think no one's really talked about, I know you mentioned sometimes, but, uh, McClellan, I think that's how you pronounce his name, um, out of Texas. I mean, he's a four-star guy, but I mean, I saw them win the state title there. I think it was six A or five A. Um, but the one thing is everyone talks about Najee, of course, the main guy, right? Going for the highest man. Then you have Brian Robertson Jr. Who's, who's that reliable number two. He gets those yards. And then of course the big name from last year who got injured was Trey Sanders, right? What do you think about Jace McClellan? I mean, I've watched his highlights. I know you've probably done, you know, you, uh, you watch all that stuff. You see him in practice and whatnot. I mean, he's a big back. He's like, what, six foot, 215 or something like that. And I mean, if you watch the dude's highlights, he's a menace on the field. He's almost like Najee Harris at, uh, in the California highlights. I mean, the dude just took over games. He's explosive. He's fast. And no one really seems to talk about him. And one thing I'm kind of worried about is being behind so many good backs. Maybe he transfers. Maybe he doesn't get enough playing time because He's a star back who I think could, you know, in maybe two years, you know, maybe take over this offense kind of like Najee did. What are your thoughts on him and, you know, what his his current situation is being almost like, you know, four string in this stacked backfield? Yeah, I think it's something to look at. Um, I mean, Alabama, as you said, I mean, has certainly such a stacked running back room. I mean, you have Najee Harris pushing for the Heisman Trophy. You have Brian Robinson, the running back nobody wants to talk about right out of Hillcrest here in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, who looks absolutely shredded. You have Trey Sanders, a five-star. Everything that we've heard from him from fall training camp has just been, this guy is the guy. Um, And then you also have Roydell Williams, you have Kyle Edwards, and then Jace McQuellen. I think with Jace McQuellen, I think with uh, Edwards and I think with Roydell Williams, all those freshmen are going to be the next guys in line. I mean, I can't even imagine, um, you know, next year because those guys are going to get a lot of PT. Now, this Saturday, 
a lot of those freshmen, uh, especially Jace McQuillan, a guy you were talking about, got playing time this Saturday, and all those freshmen did quite well. I, I think one of the things about Jace McQuillan that I'm really excited about is his ability to catch the football out of the backfield. Um, that's going to really, um, you know, just kind of transition into Steve Sarkeesian's game plan because he likes to float the bat, the, the football out to Najee Harris, as you saw last year. And I think Jace McQuillan could certainly do that. He has a lot of quick twitch that I like. Um, with Roy Dell Williams, I hear he's very comparable to Trey Sanders. Um, and I think that's an absolute big compliment. And then, um, you know, Kyle Edwards, I mean, the dude is completely yoked. So all those guys, when we look down the pipe, um, certainly going to be exciting to watch uh, moving forward. But I think those guys will get on the field. I don't know how much. Um, but Najee Harris, certainly your guy going in uh, to this season. Anything else before I let you go, Michael? No, that's it. Thank you so much, Kyle. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right. That was Michael from Virginia. Appreciate it. All right. Call in line uh, is open and uh, good calls tonight. 205-850-0883. Update your phone book, uh, please. Uh, new call in line number. Um, all right. What's up, Brandon? Appreciate the super chat. Thank you very much. Hey, all super chats tonight come to the host, Kyle Henderson. We appreciate what you guys do for us right here on our YouTube channel, inching closer towards 50,000 uh, subscribers on YouTube. Never thought that our channel would get this big, but I think that um, the staff has done an amazing job here at BamaInsider.com. And thank you very much for joining us during last night's recruiting show with Andrew Bone. He does such a great job. So are we going to get any special teams uh, player recruits. Uh, Brandon, I mean, that would probably be a, a question from Mr. Andrew Bone. I, I think when you look at special teams, um, what we do know this year is that you have Will Reichard coming back. And I think Will Reichard is going to be that guy um, that Alabama fans can rest easy. And maybe, maybe that's not even true because Alabama's kicking game has always made fans skeptical, right, about the, the possibilities. But uh, Will Reichard played in five games uh, last season as a freshman, um, and he's a sophomore this year. You also have Joseph Bolovic. So in terms of getting actual special teams guys, I don't know um, if there's going to you know, be a specific player that Alabama brings on, but I do feel that they are very comfortable with Will Reichert. Heard he was four or five this last scrimmage, missing from, I think it was like 55 yards out or something like that. So Thank you so much the, for the super chat. I really appreciate it. Um, kind of going through the comments and, um, you know, th there's a lot of stuff uh, that um, I, I need to go through. And the call online is open, by the way, 205-850-0883. Um, how about some, um, I mean, I know it's early and maybe we shouldn't even do this yet, but how about in the comment box, uh, post some Missouri, um, Alabama, game predictions. Um, I want to see some scores coming. Now, I think when we talked about early lines, I think Alabama probably favored by, by what, 24 and a half or something like that. And I've been saying that going on. I think that Alabama is certainly going to be the big favorite in that particular game. Um, I would probably say a four touchdown favorite would be comfortable. I think when you look at the SEC slate overall, and I think I have a graphic of that um, overall SEC um, schedule, I think there's a, going to be a lot of um, you know, particular mismatches in, in week one. I get it. There's Zach. This is this is the best prediction yet, right? 99 to 6, Alabama 96. Uh, bombs 42 to 9. Uh, Jackie White. Okay, that sounds reasonable. 47 to 10. <laughs> Those are good. Uh, we got another caller coming in, and uh, we will take that call um, right now. All right. Hello, you're on the line with Kyle Henderson, who I'm on the line with, and where are you calling in from? Hi, it's Q from Brooklyn. Hey, Q, what's up, man? Good to hear from you. I haven't heard from you in quite some time. Good to hear from you, too. Yeah, kind of no hair from How you doing? Hope all is well. Yeah, hope all is well. It, it, it kind of sounds like you're a little bit echoey. It sounds like you might be coming from, like, uh, like another dimension. I mean, I, I don't, like, hate the sound, but uh, it's good to hear from you. Go ahead, Go ahead, Q. How you doing? I just want to just have to put my voice out there telling it's going to be a great year for us, even though this COVID-19 has, has been a problem. You know, we're still going to roll on. We roll it to sun to come down, you know? All right. Well, uh, hey, Q, you know what? The I, I'm going to let you go because the audio quality isn't isn't the best. But um, but please, before you go, will you uh, send out some blessings to everybody like you usually do on our show? All right. You already know. God bless America. God bless the President of the United States, Trump 2020. God bless Nick Saban. God bless the Christian Tide. God bless us. God bless me. God bless you. God bless and May we live through COVID-19 and may we see more. All right. Thank you so much, Q. Talk next time, buddy.
All right. That was Q from Brooklyn, one of our favorite callers calling in. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, he said it right, right? Um, I was sending out the blessings. All right. I think Josh Jacobs uh, kind of changed the running back game, um, the backfield. I, I think when, when you look at um, – I appreciate the comments. So, um, Josh Jacobs, I mean, how about the performance that he had for the, for the Raiders, right? Still trying to get used to saying the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, I think they play on Monday night here pretty soon. By the way, um, those guys – I mean, him and Henry Ruggs, right? Talking about built by Bama. I think Josh Higgins, what, what do you have, like three touchdowns in the opener? Um, it was interesting to see that how Alabama used Josh Jacobs. And I think now when you look at the running backs at Alabama, I think they can do the same thing. Um, you know, they could sprinkle out, um, you know, the ball to a lot of these running backs. And I think they could do a good job distributing the football to a lot of these guys, right? You got Najee, you got Brian Robinson. I'm curious to see how much... Um, you know, playing time and what situations Brian Robinson is using. I think he's going to be effective, in my opinion. Um, and then, of course, you got Trey Sanders. So my point being, getting back to Josh Jacobs, is I think you can be um, creative with not overusing Najee Harris, um, still getting him his production. And I think you can sprinkle in those other guys to keep Najee fresh. And then, as we talked about earlier, um, you know, you got to use, um, you know, those freshmen. You got to get their feet wet. And I think what's going to be really interesting is the fact that, um, Alabama and all these guys in college football are getting a, a waiver here. So that means, yeah, there's the graphic right up on the screen. 25 rushes, 93 yards, four receptions, 46 yards, 139 total yards with three touchdowns. My goodness. Talk about a beast of a game. And then, and that's in the NFL, fam, right? That's in the NFL. Um, but I, I think you can get creative with, you know, using these running backs and um, still get Najee hits because let's face it, um, Najee Harris certainly uh, going for the campaign, a.k.a. the Heisman Trophy. Um, call online is open 205-850-0883. Please update your phone book. Um, recently changed it out to a uh, new call online. So, um, all right, Brandon with a score prediction, Alabama 42, Missouri 10. Um, I'll, ask, um, I'll ask you guys about uh, another score prediction uh, next week, and we'll have some sort of, uh, you know, contest or something like that. And then I got some special stuff plan for you next week so stay tuned as we enter game week um let's see i think we have uh all right hey prayers your way out in um you know if you're in um you know florida southern alabama we our thoughts and prayers are with you hey kyle watching watching from pensacola trying to recover from the hurricane beating we took today hope everything is better up in t-town yeah you know uh the, the temperature dropped if anything i mean it was 70 degrees today um got the workout in um, and you know, I, I get it. I mean, from everyone that I talked to in Southern Alabama, I mean, you know, and, and in Florida, I mean, it was bad. I mean, the photos coming in, um, been to the hangout festival and, um, saw that the damage that it did down there. So I know there's a lot of people, um, going through some tough times. So, you know, thoughts and prayers, certainly, um, down with you guys, um, as you go through this, um, hard time and, um, you know, it's tough. I mean, those hurricanes and the weather over here, just in general, um, if you don't know, I, I'm from New Mexico, been here um, almost five years in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, a place that I love very much. Um, clearly, we don't get the weather in New Mexico that you get in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. So uh, always uh, interesting to, uh, you know, run into the weather. Uh, call line is open 205-850-0883. Um, while we wait for our next call, we're going to take a uh, quick commercial break. I'm going to show you how to get um, 30 days of BamaInsider.com, and then I will be right back on BamaInsider.com. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's Kyle Henderson of BamaInsider.com. This is how to get free 30 days on BamaInsider.com. First thing you got to do, go to BamaInsider.com and click on the top banner. The next thing you're going to do is you're going to create an account, email, username, password. The second thing you're going to do is confirm your subscription. Make sure that the promo code is entered right here. It says promo successful roll tide. The third thing you're going to do is enter your credit card information. It has to be valid. And don't worry, you're going to get that 30 days free. As you can see, once you've added a credit card, you're going to get the promo code. As you can see right here, it says $0. After that, you got to make sure and cancel within that 30 days if you don't want to be charged that $9.95. But Hopefully, you're happy with all the coverage on BamaInsider.com, so you won't need to cancel. Once you're a premium subscriber of BamaInsider.com, you can access Andrew Bone's recruiting board. You can jump on the Talk of Champions message board and have a great time with thousands of Alabama Crimson Tide football fans. We hope to earn your business at BamaInsider.com. Hey, so uh, there you go. You can join BamaInsider.com for free. Um, 30 days. Promo code is simply Roll Tide. Um, before I get to Bomb's question, I know a lot of people ask me, they're like, what is a super chat? Basically, a super chat is is a tip. So, you know, if you, if you want to tip, um, I'll 
you know, uh, super chats go to the host tonight, which is me, Kyle Henderson. Um, you hit the dollar icon right there and then, you know, anything helps, but you know, most importantly, a thumbs up, um, you know, really does a trick right here at BamaInsider.com. We know you guys have options when it comes to Alabama Crimson Side football coverage, but we want to be the best. And, um, you know, it's always a grind. Let me, before I get to bomb, like, so Wednesday night tonight, in particular was a grind and i appreciate the grind i mean i, I think i cranked out what is it 19 of those practice observation videos i love it i love the challenge to try to be the best right i'm always trying to improve on my craft so you got nick saban's press conference i physically upload that um and then after that i cut the practice footage as fast as i can because i know you guys want to see what went down at practice today go and add some observations on bamminsider.com and then get ready for the call-in show and then have the call-in show from eight to nine so it's like back to back to back um but i love it and, and i'm never going to get tired of um you know being here covering the Alabama Crimson Tide. And I, sometimes I'm, I'm like, man, I cannot believe I have this opportunity. So I'm always trying to work on my craft. And um, I hope you guys understand that I'm trying to put on a great production for um, you guys because you guys follow Alabama. So you guys, expectations are high, right? Um, all right, Bombs was saying, uh, Kyle's B-roll on point tonight. Yeah, thank you so much. Hat tip to our uh, producer uh, behind the scenes, Tyler Waldrop, doing a great job producing the show tonight, um, doing a fantastic job. I want to talk about the big... Um, 10 trying to dip their toes into the college football playoffs. Um, as you guys saw, everybody, that the big 10 is going to play football, some sort of a schedule, Frankenstein season, right? Um, what is going to happen? This is my question. What's going to happen as these guys start football and they try to have some sort of um, say in the college football playoffs? I think they should, first of all, be out. I don't even know if that news is out. I've just been so swamped with work today. Um, I don't think that they should be allowed to participate in the college football playoffs. Right. And I, I know that let's say Ohio state goes through the gauntlet of the, of the big 10 or whatever. And they're eight. and zero. they're going to say that their national champs is going to be the same thing with central Florida. Remember when they went undefeated, it's going to be a complete mess. I don't think they should be allowed. I think talent wise, if they had played the same number of games, all they had to do was wait before making that decision and then reverting back to playing um, and things would have been fine, in my opinion. And and they could have played and they could have been involved in this uh, college football playoffs. But now I think it's just too late. Um, so I think it's great, as Nick Saban said tonight during his press conference, for the players to create value for themselves. What about the players that have opted out? Can you opt back in? Right. I don't know. Um but uh, but I but I do know that um, you know you're going to have big time football. I, I think it's great for the players, just like Nick Saban said. But I think looking forward. I think it's going to create a mess when we look at, um, you know, college football playoffs. Call in line is open 205-850-0883 is the number to call in. Um, let's see. Uh, any update on Killen Robinson? Um, no. Um, haven't heard anything on him. Um, haven't seen him at practice. I mean, you kind of leave that stuff to Nick Saban. Um, obviously, we can't comment on, you know, if guys have COVID, if guys are injured because of privacy laws. So kind of just leave that up to Nick Saban and the player themselves out of respect. So no, no update on Killen Robinson. But I do have a good update for you. Um, I do have a good update in the fact that Alex Leatherwood was at practice today. So back at practice, I know a lot of people are wondering what the situation was on Alex Leatherwood. He's back at practice. I told you rest assured that he would be back. And um, very important as, um, you know, the Crimson Tide um, have one of the best tackles in the entire country back. I mean, the, I think the tackle position going to be so important for Alabama's overall game as you have, um, you know, Alex Otherwood, you have Evan Neal. Those guys um, are going to play a vital role. I I'm really excited to see Evan Neal in that tackle position because I think, um, you know, last year uh, he played every single game at guard, which is just amazing. 6'7", 360 pounds. Now he's slimmed down to a 6'7", 350 pounds and uh, looks great. So uh, I think we got another caller on the line. Just a second. We'll bring him in in, in one minute. And um, I think we have a, a couple other questions. Um, really intrigued by this team's improvement in speed and conditioning with Dr. Ray and Coach Blue. I'm excited to see the effect with their addition. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think Dr. Matt Ray and um, David Blue have done a tremendous job with these guys. I mean, I, I've seen it just overall from, you know, kind of just like these guys are looking ripped. These guys are looking shredded. I was checking out, um, you know, some photos that Alabama sent in today. DJ Dell, my goodness, looks yoked. Uh, LeBron Ray yoked. Um, and I think with Dr. Matt Ray, I mean, if you follow him on Twitter, I mean, he's like the scientific madman, right? 
he's going to get Jalen Waddle faster. He's going to get Najee Harris faster. And that really blows my mind. I mean, can you get not can you get Jalen Waddle faster? Right. <laughs> it's like uh really excited to uh to see those guys in action. Um, all right, we got um Derman calling in uh from Virginia. Derman, yes, sir. Up, How are you doing today? Thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Uh from Virginia, right? Yes, sir. All right, go ahead. Your show. Go ahead, buddy. Okay, but I'm from Birmingham, Alabama. But I had a quick question. I was seeing on the news where LSU uh, kind of had the COVID, and they said most of the team had it. So my question was, will they be able to play next week? And if not, how would they make that uh, game up to get 10 games there? Yeah, I think um, I think it's going to be interesting to see, you know, just how – specific teams take on these situations moving forward as nick saban said today alabama is now testing their players every single day um that's got to be rough on the players right and you know the coaches and the support staff are doing the same things um i'm not quite sure what they're going to do because if you look at the schedule it's kind of crunched so you i think you do have bye week so theoretically you could push those back um i don't know i mean who knows what's going to happen this season i want to just get through saturday's game and then kind of see where things stand. Um, I, I think Missouri today announced that 12 guys are going to be out against Alabama. Um, Nick Saban, he didn't say that they're going to have any particular players out for that game. Maybe we'll find out more next week. Um, but in terms of, you know, I, I know Tennessee is, is another program that's dealt with COVID um, in a large fashion. I think a couple of weeks ago they had 44 guys out or something like that from contact tracing. Um, it's a mess. Obviously, people know that. Um, how are they going to you know, decipher um, which games are, are canceled and how are they going to postpone those games? I'm not sure. Um, I think everything this year that you knew about college football is going to change. So I, I think let's just get to Saturday and, and go on from there. What else is on your mind, Dermot? So if Missouri have 12 players out, does that take us from a four-touchdown favorite to a six-touchdown favorite? Uh, I mean, probably. I mean, I saw the early lines, I think on DraftKings, I think it had it at 24 and a half, which I don't think is enough. Um, I think Alabama, as you know, historically has started out red hot. Um, Missouri, um, I, I just, you know, with the new coach, I just don't think they know what's coming their way. And it's kind of like they're, they might get caught in a buzzsaw. Alabama, I think, is just going to be that good offensively. Now, the defense is where I have all of my questions. If you followed my shows, um, if you followed our coverage, a lot of the questions are on the defensive side of the ball, um, especially in the secondary. Nick Saban said that the uh, secondary didn't have their best day during Alabama's last scrimmage. Um, I think that's important. And, you know, Missouri's listening to that. Um, not sure who's going to be uh, Missouri's quarterback. There's a couple guys vying for that position. But um, I think if Alabama can take control of the football, run the football effectively with Najee Harris and, Mac Jones can do his thing and Bryce Young can come in when it's his time. I think Alabama wins this opener very handedly. Okay. Now I think we're going to be good on the back end because I think our defensive line is going to have a, a, a great pass rush. And anytime you have a good pass rush, that give that secondary enough time to learn and catch on with the scheme. So I, I think we're going to be okay with that secondary. Yeah, I think you bring up a great point. I mean, when you have pass rushers, and by the way, Nick Saban just provided an update on Christian Barmore, who he called one of Alabama's most effective pass rushers coming into the season, um, said that he's probably going to be probable for this um, you know, next game against Missouri. I, I would assume that he goes forward. Um, I, I don't know that for a fact, but I just kind of have the feeling that he's going to be ready. Um, but you bring up a great point. I mean, DJ Dale, LeBron Ray, um, those guys should be able to put some heat on the quarterback. But I, I'm curious to see if guys like Ben Davis, I think the spot light when we look on the defense is going to be on a guy like Ben Davis. How effective is he going to be in a game situation where he's starting? I believe this is his first time starting at Alabama. Um, you also have Chris Allen, who's another outside linebacker um, that's coming back from um, last year. And those guys are going to be your outside linebackers that are your vets. And then behind them, I would assume it's going to be William Anderson, who everybody is really excited about to see what he can do as a true freshman. Um, but you're right. If they can get effective heat on the quarterback, that's definitely going to make the job on the secondary easier. Anything else, Dermot? I also think Ben Davis is going to shine this year because he came in as a five-star. He's playing outside linebacker versus middle, so you take some of that pressure off him. I think he can hold the edge, and I think he's going to put some pressure on that quarterback. So I think he's going to have a good season. 
Yeah, I mean, that would be a great story, you know, because he's been here for quite some time. He hasn't gone on the field a lot. Um, seems to be a fan favorite. A lot of people want to, you know, see him be productive this year, myself included. You know, I've seen him the past couple of years not get onto the field, transition from inside linebacker to outside linebacker. And I think working with South Sincere, I mean, South Sincere, the outside linebacker coach, isn't going to put these guys out there if he doesn't have faith in them. Uh, South Sincere has a very complex, um, you know, system when it comes to the outside linebackers, when it comes to schematics. And I think that he wouldn't put Ben Davis or Chris Allen at that starting position if he didn't believe in them. Um, I think Ben Davis, you know, he's obviously going to have an opportunity to rise up and do his thing this year. And um, it starts on week one. It starts next Saturday. Can this guy get it done? And can he retain that starting position as we go forward? Yes, sir. And also, I think we'll be able to get all three quarterbacks in this game since uh, Missouri is 12 players down. I'm thinking we can get all three quarterbacks some, some game time. I'm curious to see, you know, the the quarterback play, first of all, of Mac Jones. I mean, we've talked about it, and I, we're probably going to talk about it, you know, until this first game. How can Mac Jones fare in this week one opener? He has all the talent in the world around him. I think if he can just settle in, have that confidence, and, dis and distribute the football to his receivers, his running backs, I think that he's going to have a very productive opening. Um, we're obviously going to see Bryce Young. People are so excited to see what he can do in a game situation and, and you know, see what he brings to the table. I mean, we didn't get to see him during A-Day. Um, we haven't got to see too much of him during this fall training camp period. We know you know, from sources that he's doing a good job, but we haven't physically seen him since his high school days. And then you have uh, Paul Tyson, a, a guy that, you know, nobody really wants to talk about for whatever reason. But but I mean, don't sleep on Paul Tyson. I mean, this guy is is right there. He's a great po po um, pro style quarterback. He has a, a big arm. And I think, you know, you know, I think it's going to come down to depth this year. Honestly, who has the most depth? And I think when Paul Tyson gets his opportunity, um, I think he's going to shine. So let, let's keep track and see if he gets some playing time. But I think when you talk about the first two quarterbacks, um, you know, Mac Jones and Paul Tyson, those guys. Um, or or Mac Jones and, and Bryce Young, rather, I think those guys are going to really rise up and, and be productive on Saturday. Anything else, Jeremy, while we have on the line? I think Mac Jones is a sleeper. I know we keep thanking Nigel for Heisman, but I think Mac Jones is going to slide in there and be the sleeper for the Heisman. I was very impressed with him when he came in for tour last year. I think he did good under pressure other than that Auburn game. And, I mean, that was a bang-bang play you know, on those two pick sixes. Other than that, if defense had tightened up, we would have won that game but in the playoffs. So I think Mac Jones has leadership skills. I think he can get the ball to the playmakers, and we may be surprised. Remember I told you, Mac Jones may slip in and get that high. You know, I, I mean, Heisman, I mean, that, that would be incredible, right, if Mac Jones comes in after Tua and wins the Heisman, right, over Najee Harris, who's calling it his campaign season. Um, but I'm with you. I, I think that Mac Jones, what he displays, especially in, in game situations, is he has moxie, right? I mean, it seems like he's a competitor, and he seems he kind of vibes off the fact that people don't seem to believe in him almost. I mean, I, I think there's a camp who who – they do believe in him, and there's a camp that's like, no, this guy can't get the job done. And he kind of thrives off that. I think he's a competitor. Um, I think he can lead this team as, as far as this team can go, and I, I'm with you. I think he's going to have a very productive year. Okay, that's it for me. Thank you for having me, and I'll be uh, calling in uh, next week. All right, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. Good stuff. Dermon from Virginia. I actually had two Virginia calls tonight, which is pretty interesting. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's move forward. And um, OK, the current freshman class gives me 2017 vibes. A lot of guys that can contribute early, um, except this time more loaded on the defensive side rather than the offensive side. Yeah, I, I think when you know, I've been doing the freshman spotlights after every single video. Um, and you're right. I mean, the defensive firepower, this freshman group, uh, fantastic. I mean, the outside linebackers, we've been talking about those guys plenty. But how about some guys in the secondary? Um, you have Brian Branch. You have Malachi Moore. I know those two guys are fighting for that star position. Probably Malachi Moore looks like he could be a starter, um, which is really impressive um, considering the fact that, um, you know, this guy just came in and you're starting at the star position, right? So I think you're right. I mean, this, this class, very, very talented, tons of running backs in the room, um, secondary loaded, those outside linebackers, really a winning class. And then you tie that up with uh, freshman Bryce Young. So very good. We got another caller on the line. We got uh, Randall Williams from California. Randall, how's it going, buddy? Hey, Thank how you, you so much. How are you doing? Doing great. Thank you very much for joining us tonight. 
You, you bet. Hey, my question is, I don't know. I've never met Mac Jones, but I don't, I, he feels like he thinks he's the man, you know, as he should. How's he going to react with sharing time with a, possibly sharing time with a, you know, with a freshman? And do you think he'll be able to deal with it okay? And uh, what, just what were your thoughts? If you know him, you know, his personality, what do you think, man? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you very much for uh, calling in. Are you in uh, Northern California or Southern California? No, I'm in Southern California. So you called Moreno Valley. It's right near Palm Springs and Riverside in Southern yeah, yeah. California. No, I'm um, always going to get California cars. I used to live in Redondo Beach, so I uh, appreciate it. Um, I'll, I'll actually answer on the other line if you don't, ma- if you don't mind. So I'll, I'll drop the call, no. but I'll answer on the other line, okay? Very good. All right. Thanks. Take it easy, buddy. You bet. All right. Um, as Randall was talking about, um, asking, you know, if if Mac Jones, you know, how is he going to fare with uh, Rice kind of, you know, on, on, you know, his heels, so to speak. I think he's going to fare well. I mean, this is a guy who has a lot of leadership abilities, who knows that, you know, anytime you're at this level, there's always going to be someone good on the roster. He's talked about that before. I mean, when you're a quarterback at Alabama, um, there's always going to be another quarterback right behind you. And we've seen this time and time again. I think he's going to play uh, the way he should. And I think, Bryce is going to come in. I don't know the type of chemistry that those two have in between each other. I wouldn't believe that it would be negative. I mean, those guys are teammates. Um, Well, Bryce is going to get his. I mean, I think Nick Saban uh, knows that he can't wait um, towards the end of the season to play as freshman like he did with Tua Tunga-Valoa. I think he's going to play as freshman a lot earlier. Um, not only from, you know, to get him ready, but I think a, a lot of this is because of the transfer portal, right? If you don't play early on now in college football, these guys are quick to get to the transfer portal. I have no idea if Bryce Young would ever do that because it's going to be his team sooner than later. But I, I'm talking about all freshmen. So I think that has kind of changed the game. And that is going to put more heat on these head head coaches to get uh, freshmen playing time. I mean, that's just my take, but I think Mac Jones will, will be fine. And, um, you know, he, he knows that, uh, Bryce is here and he's going to do just fine. So, um, believe we have, uh, another caller coming in, uh, Justin from Massachusetts also talking about Bryce Young. Hey, what's up, Justin? Uh, hello? Go ahead. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're on Justin. Go ahead, buddy. What's up? Good evening. All right. So I have a quick question. Do you think uh, Bryce Young or Mike Jones will have to, like, fight for the number one position for the 2020 season? You, you mean for, for next season? Yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's an interesting question because you have – think about this, right? Mac Jones, uh, you know, he's a redshirt junior, and the NCAA passed a blanket waiver. So, theoretically, Mac Jones could be here three more seasons. That'll blow your mind, right? Um, yeah. he, he won't, I don't think so. Uh, but, but I think, you know, depending on what happens with Mac Jones and if he has a productive season, um, clearly he'll exit out. Um, I don't think, you know, he'll, he'll be on good graces with Alabama, obviously, but I think it's all being set up to be Bryce's team next year. So, um, in terms of some sort of com- competition, it would be amazing if, if Mac Jones did decide to come back, um, that, that would be interesting to see, um, kind of talk about that for next year. But, but I think after this season, this will probably be the last year of Mac Jones at Alabama. Okay. Quick, another question. Go ahead, Justin. Um, I know uh, last season Nick Saban lost two games against Arvin and LSU. Do you think uh, Alabama have a chance of winning the national championship this season? Uh, yeah, I mean, every single season. I mean, when you look at Alabama's you know schedule right here, um, trying to pull it up, uh, you got – uh, Missouri, we got Texas A&M, Ole Miss, and Georgia. I mean, those are the first, you know, games on the schedule. I think they're all going to be very challenging. I think that Georgia one is going to be uh, super entertaining. I think there's a lot on the line for both teams early on in the season. Think about this. That theoretically, Alabama and Georgia could potentially meet three times a season, right? One during the regular season, another time during the SEC championship. And what happens if both those teams end up making the college football playoffs, right? That would be three times Nick Saban has to – take on Kirby smart and you know, that defense is only going to get better. Um, I think Alabama has all the components to win the national championship, not only this year, but every single year, but a lot's going to fall onto the defense. Can the defense really rise up and do what it needs to do come crunch time? Because there's a lot of good and very talented teams, um, that are out there. Um, you know, that, that, 
want to take Alabama's, um, you know, that, that want to stay above Alabama. I mean, Clemson, I mean, I, I know, who are they playing? Citadel this week? And um, I don't know if anybody saw them play Wake Forest, but my goodness, I mean, Trevor Lawrence looked fantastic. Uh, NTN looked fantastic at running back. I mean, Clemson's certainly the real deal. I think right now they're the biggest threat. Haven't sen- seen any of the other teams um, play too much right now. But, um, yeah, Alabama has enough, but it's all going to come down to the defense for Alabama. Anything else, uh, Anything else, Justin? No, that's all good. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it, buddy. Thank you so much for calling in. Appreciate it. All right. All right. All right. That was uh, Justin from Massachusetts. Appreciate it. Thanks for the super chats tonight, fam. I appreciate it. Um, guys took care of Bone last night. We got to keep the big dog fed. So um, super chats go a long way, but you can also hit the thumbs up. Um, that means a lot. And, you know, I'm the guy behind the scenes. You know, I, I do the uh, the videos that, you know, the practice videos, the Nick Saban press conferences. So um, as we inch closer to uh, 50,000 subscribers, you know, it really means a great deal that you guys will give us a thumbs up and, and like and subscribe and uh, get ready for next week because we got some fantastic uh, stuff coming your way right here on BamaInsider.com. And uh, we got a question coming in. Um, any information on the potential role of junior college transfer, Ronald Williams? Um, I actually haven't heard too much about Ronald Williams. Uh, don't, don't take that as a, as a negative. I think that, you know, there's a lot of competition. I, I knew coming in, um, you know, Alabama has a corners. They have Josh Job. They have Patrick Sartan. Uh, I think a lot of, you know, the position that was really open was a star position, but it looks like that's been taken by Malachi Moore. Um, from what I gather, um, Ronald Williams probably going to be working with the twos. I think he could get on the field. I know, uh, I think in the first scrimmage, um, or, or it was kind of one on those Saturday practices that he had a pick six. Um, you're, you're talking about Brian Branch and Malachi Moore, uh, or those guys are certainly doing a great job. And Josh Job, um, you know, is a guy to, you know, I, I think when Josh Job, he's kind of a guy that we're also going to have the spotlight on, right? Because last year he started against Duke and then kind of floated off. Whereas in now, um, this will be a big opportunity for him to get on the field and, and really showcase what he can do at the corner position. Very vital for that he has a big year. Um, I believe we're going to have another call coming in here in just a second. Uh, call online. Update your phone book, please. 205-850-0883 is the call online number. And, um, you know, thanks for joining me tonight. I hope you guys are having, um, you know, a, a good experience on the show. I know a lot of people, some some people can't get to the show because of the, the storm in Southern Alabama. Thoughts and prayers um, out there with you guys. And um, I, I know that storm was, uh, you know, was unbelievable. We kind of got the tail end of the storm today, just a little bit here in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I would assume that more rain comes our way. Um, kind of walk you through uh, next Monday and um, kind of prep you for how the game week coverage is going to work. So tomorrow, Alabama will have player interviews. I know you guys check those out right here on our YouTube channel. They'll also have the 20th practice of fall training camp. Um, and then next week, Nick Saban will have his opening press conference for Missouri. That'll be at 12 p.m. Central Time. Um, opening that first week of SEC play. And then following that, you will get um, Nick Saban a couple more times um, on Wednesday. And then we got something special for you guys coming later on the week. And um, so stay tuned on that. But big week of coverage coming your way on BamInsider.com. All right, we got David from Louisiana. David, are you there? Hey, Dave. Yeah, I'm up? here. How are you doing? Doing great. Thank you very much for calling in. Go ahead, buddy. You're on the show. Yeah, I got a uh, one of my main questions is is uh, how much of an impact do you think Sertain will be this year? Uh, last year he did pretty good. Do you think he'll step up a lot more this year, knowing that this is uh, the year that he uh, will be eligible for the NFL draft, you know, and the scouts will be looking at him? And, uh, also want to say that uh, we're praying for y'all down there in Alabama. Y'all continue to pray for the people down in southwest Louisiana from Hurricane Laura. My hometown down there got completely leveled, and I've been going down there every weekend trying to bring supplies and help them out down there. But, yeah, that's my main question is uh, how well do you think uh, Sertain will do this year? Yeah, well, how big of an impact would it be? Well, first of all, thank you very much for calling, David. I know you're a frequent caller, so make sure to update the phone book because I did change the call line number. Um, I know you're a frequent guest, so I, so I'm glad you're doing well and staying safe. Uh, prayers out to the people in um, Louisiana that have also been affected, just like the people in uh, the great state of Alabama and in Florida as well. I mean, the hurricanes, uh, you know, it's 
it's very serious. Um, regarding Patrick Sertan, I, I think that Patrick Sertan is going to have a fantastic year. As you know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. His dad played in the league. I think it's soon enough we'll be seeing him on Sundays. Um, he's a very special and very dynamic corner because I think of his length. Um, he's He's got a very long wingspan. I think he's, what, 6'2 or 6'3. And I think he's Alabama's best corner, 100%. I think you saw him a lot last year in the star position. Uh, this year, you're going to see him at the corner position where I think he's going to excel. He's going to be on the best wide receivers that Alabama faces weekly. And that's why I was talking about Josh Job earlier, because Josh Job has to be a guy, um, you know, that can really hold it down on the other side of the corner. And then you got the freshman uh, at the star position and, and you got Jordan Battle at safety and Daniel Wright. And I, I like those safeties, but um, I think Patrick Sartan is going to have a great year um, in 2020. What else you got, David? I've seen a video where they had asked, uh, I forgot who it was, about uh, the cross training as they're doing, whether they're playing offense and defense, you know, defensive guy playing receiver, you know, someone like Sertain or, or whatever, you know. Um, uh, do you think that Saban would possibly use some of his uh, DBs or whatever uh, offensively just to throw uh, a team like maybe Georgia off or, or LSU off, someone that we're going to have more competition against, you know, maybe A&M or someone like that? Um, the, the short answer is no. I, I think that guys could transition to the, you know, one side or another, um, depending. But I think Alabama has too much firepower on offense, you know, to really call a guy from this, you know, from the defense over. Um, I, I think in the past, Saban does it as an experimental phase. For example, um, you got to look at a player like Cameron Latou, who we talked about earlier. Um, started out as an outside linebacker. Now is a tight end with Alabama. And, and Cameron, the two, is super, super athletic. And um, that didn't turn out as just an experiment. I mean, now he's on the on the you know offensive side of the ball. We've seen guys in the past kind of cross over. Um, I don't. I think Patrick Sertan could. You know, maybe he'd be a good wide receiver. I have no idea. But I think when you have Smitty, Jalen Waddle, and um, you know John Mechie, I, I think those guys are going to be just fine. How about this though? How about coming out with Jalen Waddle in the Wildcat? package i mean i think that freak out yep. everybody right uh, how about that Jaylen, would be Jaylen, awesome yeah you have Jalen waddle you have Najee harris you have brian robinson back there in that wildcat package and you have uh you know i don't know you may maybe even put at the wide receiver you put slate bolden how about that package <laughs> oh yeah slate bolden you know he's from louisiana and i never got to see him play but uh my cousin lived in a town that uh he lived you know played at and he said uh you know he, he was amazing, you know, really good athlete, you know, too bad he didn't go to LSU. I said, well, that's just the way it works for Alabama. We pull players from Louisiana over there to Alabama. But um, that would be an awesome thing to see, you know, to see uh, uh, Waddle as, a, as in a wildcat formation or something like that. But uh, anyways, like I said, brother, we're going to continue to pray for y'all and uh, y'all be safe and uh, roll tide. All right, take it easy, buddy. Thank you so much, David. Stay, stay safe. That was uh, David in Louisiana talking about Patrick Sertan. Thank you so much. And thank you very much, uh, Randall. Appreciate the super chat. Uh, you know, we try our best to give a, a good product every single um, every every single time we step on. Here's an updated uh Touchdown and Loyalty Club. You can hit the join button at the bottom of this video to be a, a loyalty member of BamInsider.com. Here's a, a updated Super Chat Hall of Honor. These are all our fans that contribute um, on a weekly basis, daily basis. Uh, we got tons of uh, support. So thank you very much um, for everybody that continues to show support right here on BamInsider.com. You guys make up the show, and uh, we appreciate you guys being here with us right here on BamInsider.com. Uh, take take a couple more calls. 205-850-0883 is the call in line number. Um, big week next week as Alabama um, takes on Missouri and the opener SEC. So um, tons of coverage coming your way on BamaInsider.com. Again, thank you so much, Randall, for the super chat. We really appreciate it. Um, and like I said earlier, uh, prayers to everybody that um, is in, you know, has been affected by Hurricane Sally or the hurricane previous to that or, or you know, any of these hurricanes, certainly, you know, nothing to uh, – it's it's dangerous and i get it i mean the photos coming in are just you know devastating so um how about this from lewis he's saying uh charlie strong should be on the sidelines <laughs> charlie strong fantastic I, I see him cruising around tuscaloosa and uh, looks like a man on the on a mission it's unbelievable that he has um 
Now he's an analyst, right? I mean, think about all of Alabama's analysts. It's it's really unbelievable to see uh, all these guys and uh, <laughs> what they can contribute in the defensive room for Alabama. Um, got a uh, let's see. Uh, say Vendor. Okay, looks like we got a couple calls coming in, and uh, take those in just a second after Tyler. Uh, who's in the back end is um, screening some calls. I'm going to take one more quick commercial break and then uh, we'll take one more call, two more calls right here on BamaInsider.com. So uh, let me get to that commercial break and I'll be right back. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's Kyle Henderson of BamaInsider.com. This is how to get free 30 days on BamaInsider.com. First thing you got to do, go to BamaInsider.com and click on the top banner. The next thing you're going to do is you're going to create an account, email, username, password. The second thing you're going to do is confirm your subscription. Make sure that the promo code is entered right here. It says promo successful roll tide. The third thing you're going to do is enter your credit card information. It has to be valid. And don't worry, you're going to get that 30 days free. As you can see, once you've added a credit card, you're going to get the promo code. As you can see right here, it says $0. After that, you got to make sure and cancel within that 30 days if you don't want to be charged that $9.95. But Hopefully, you're happy with all the coverage on BamaInsider.com, so you won't need to cancel. Once you're a premium subscriber of BamaInsider.com, you can access Andrew Bones, a recruiting board. You can jump on the Talk of Champions message board and have a great time with thousands of Alabama Crimson Tide football fans. We hope to earn your business at BamaInsider.com. All right. Um, thank you so much for everybody that has uh, been joining us tonight. We appreciate uh, you guys watching and subscribing to our channel right here on YouTube. Hit the thumbs up button. We appreciate it. Uh, we'll be coming to you next time tomorrow as Alabama will hold their 20th practice of fall training camp. Be sure and check out all our coverage on BamaInsider.com from the videos from Nick Saban to the practice highlights. Put a lot of love into those. And I hope you guys um, are enjoying those videos as they roll out. It's almost the season. Uh, it's almost week one, and we'll get you covered right here at BamaInsider.com. Thank you very much for joining me tonight. I hope you have a blessed uh, rest of your evening, a blessed rest of your week. Prayers, uh, Thoughts and prayers out to our friends in southern Alabama, Louisiana, everyone affected in Florida as well. Um, my name is Kyle Henderson of BamaInsider.com. We'll catch you next time. Thank you very much for joining me tonight, and um, we'll catch you soon back at BamaInsider.com.